everyone and welcome to episode number 25 of All About Sports the podcast that's right we have hit a quarter century of our weekly episodes we have a lot more special episodes as well but quarter century of the weekly episodes um uh, before we jump into episode 25 quickly on episode 24 we connected with Ananya Sachdev um she is a self starter in the sports industry she started off playing basketball in India and her journey has now taken her to the US and now working in Japan both studying as well as working in sports do check that out but with that let's get into episode 25 extremely special episode because we we have our usual guest which is an our usual host rather which is aniket mazhar shubham and myself rishab but also with us today is a very very special special guest today ayush elawadi ayush has just an unbelievable resume if if ever i've seen one uh, i guess in one word he's kind of like a storyteller um across you know television radio he talks about sports business lifestyle kind of across the board he's been a content strategist he's been a multimedia producer television host um he was an anchor and special correspondent at bloomberg quint and was also part of the company's launch team he's worked at cnbc tv 18 um he's also worked on the worked on the indian super league as a presenter with star sports something that we've spoken about before so very exciting and most recently he's also worked on the popular netflix tv series bad boy billionaires india so ayush unreal resume you've transitioned through so many different aspects of india gone through sports lifestyle you you you've worked in more traditional business as well so firstly how are you doing secondly little tidbit we didn't include at the top you're also liverpool fan what the hell is happening with your team man what is going on before before we start this thanks rishab mazar aniket shubham big fan of this podcast i'm glad to be here but i'm going to do something which is very unceremonious of me yes uh, sorry i was just adjusting my chair and like we said corner taken quickly that's that's all that's happening with my team right now I, look at how the tables can turn that just shows you about that, that that speaks a lot about life right you could be flying so high at one point and in less than 12 months your life can change from zero to hero from hero to zero the saving grace is and we will get into this in a lot more detail that we're still in the champions league somehow by some magical uh, sala mane combination we're still there and the dressing room seems strangely okay in the champions league and i'll tell you this in 2005 at ataturk and yes istanbul sounds like it's calling again <laughs> when when that miracle happened and i was in school I'll tell you something interesting about that miracle. Everyone wrote us off against Olympiakos. Everyone wrote us off against Chelsea. Yes, well we had luck on our side, but every good squad in in the history of of, of football has had luck at some point on their side. We've had Fergie time boys. Uh, that's lasted quite some time, but obviously I'm not, not taking anything away from anyone, but it's a miracle that we need. But yes, I don't uh, I'm not going to be waxing lyrical about our season in the Premier League as Premier League champions. Something is wrong. and something really needs to be fixed absolutely i i think i don't think any of us could have said it any better uh, i am an arsenal fan so we're hoping for a miracle as well so uh, let's keep up fingers sorry krishna sorry krishna yeah. we can say this better there's a liverpool fan who <laughs> hoping for a champions league victory here and you think a united fan is going to sit quietly not happen <laughs> but but jokes apart you know there are only i can literally count the liverpool fans i do like Ayush is one of them, so that's enough respect for Ayush. That's all I'll say. <laughs> Thank you, guys. It's it's been fun. You know what I like? I like the way you guys. I do a podcast as well, right? It's a tech podcast, 
and uh, the way you guys work out sports sports is something very close to my heart but i never figured out how i'd approach a, a podcast here because i've worked in television i worked in 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 radio for sport as well but i think what you guys are doing is a great job so keep doing this scale it up because the banter you guys have going very different personalities along with that you're bringing very interesting guests like the ones you spoke about sports management so yeah i'm i'm happy to be here thank thanks so much for joining Ayush, with that, I want to kind of get into your story and your background. So, I think if I'm not mistaken, you had a slightly. You started off in law, and now you you're kind of wearing so many hats, right? You're you're working across media. You talk about sports. Could you talk a little bit about how you transitioned from maybe, um, you know, focusing on law to this kind of these multiple avenues that you're looking at now, including podcasting, presenting, uh, digital strategy. How did you break out, branch out? When did the decision come? So I, you know, I always say this, and we've done a few of these shows where people have interviewed me in the last few months, and I have this cliched answer. But with you guys, I feel like I can slightly let loose, right? So, uh, honestly, the media, in a simple, in simple words, the media seemed way sexier than law ever could be. Uh, to elaborate, <laughs> to elaborate on that, uh, I thought that the media would give me that ambit. You know, people are so silly when you speak to them often. With due respect to everyone that you speak to, some no one can tell you what your what your story is, right? Because at the end of the day, you chart your path. I know it sounds cliche, but it's true. Because someone who's doing really well as a lawyer and who's taken up a lot of IP and sports law cases will be like, boss, you know, someone will tell you, hey, uh, Shubham's that really successful lawyer. Why don't you uh, go to speak to Shubham? Yeah, he's five years older than you, and he's done a great job at it. And you say, boss, I love sports. I am pursuing law. That doesn't mean I have to marry the two and start pursuing sports law. That's not the ideal way to live a sportsman's life. How do I get closer? So what I did was I came closer to the world of sports around media and management. And there's this lovely company called Cornerstone Sports, and I got an internship there. And at the time they were managing, even now they are, but they just uh, discovered this talent called Virat Kohli. And uh, I remember the day I started my internship. Sometime around lunchtime, I saw this whole the Indian national team World Cup selection was going on at the time, and Virat's name was announced for the first time. This was what ten years ago, eleven years ago, and suddenly his value in the celebrity endorsement game went up by ten x because he wasn't the potential that you were pitching anymore. He was there. He was part of the national team, and people knew he was that promising. And at that time, I realized, and I met some very talented guys like you guys who are really into sport and uh, that adrenaline's rushing through. And we try to create this property and pitch it to people. You know, starry-eyed as young people saying, "Hey, why do we watch the Premier League all the time? And why are we so fascinated by European football?" We said, "You know, let's set up a really cool sporting league." And we thought very naively that we'll set it up, and we made this perfect presentation—a deck. We'll get these. You know, uh, superstars Hernan Crespo, Andriy Shevchenko, blah blah blah, blah blah blah. These are their salaries. We wrote meals to their agents, and then we realized the real world. Right? This was two thousand eleven, something like that. And we realized in the real world, it doesn't just work that way. You need an infrastructure. You need a really big corporate house backing you. You need governments, not just the central government, uh, not just FDI regulations working for you, uh, not just sporting laws working for you, but you also need the state governments to really come through. Because clearly, what I noticed from my experience in the Indian Super League, ten years after that, was that if you scale up a property, some states are really pro football. Some states don't even know what football is all about, and that shows in the fan culture we see in the ISL teams, which we'll talk about. But that's how my journey, uh, you know, came about. And after that, I said, "Look, yeah, I'm here for five years. I'm going to get two degrees for an ordinary Indian household. That's very good, right? 
beta lawyer ban gaya <laughs> and that's great and in my head i started watching suits then with if you guys want a hashtag megan markle interview yeah this is the right time but but i started watching suits and of course we found rachel zain like this really amazing glamorous gorgeous lady then we thought micros and harvey specter shared some cool banter as well and i promise you were such cartoons all of us as low aspirants we had a common law admission test when i was getting out of jaihind and getting into degree college so to speak i did really well i nearly topped my jaihind science and um, and we used to play football and stuff out here on turfs and stuff in fact turfs had just started coming about then and when i went to apply for my common law admission test they said sir usually the this is the first year but usually law applicants in this country i say i can't i can't remember the exact number but say there might be 10000 this year we have around 80000 i don't know how it happened but suits released that year in india okay so clearly everyone was fascinating acha <laughs> engineering to hai medicine bhi hai lekin now there is this third avenue which is not uh, which is not like jolly llb boss this is the really cool stuff uh due credit to suits there are very smart very sharp lawyers at the bombay high court none of them look like harvey specter uh, and none of them dress like uh, in those fancy wall street sort of suits but yes that said i told myself that the five years i'm in law school there are two things that i love talking to a microphone because i'd done it earlier my father's an og broadcaster so i had gotten some experience in front of a camera and on a mic and performing in front of a camera does that mean you become an actor is that feasible does that mean you become a presenter of information does that mean you become a producer are you the brain behind it but i had to be somewhere on the content world i don't know how but i had to do it so i took every chance in those five years to do two things and the second thing was sport so play sports travel the world for sports watch the best games the liverpool derby the madrid games uh the world cup and then the second thing i did was go f- you know work as, as a lawyer in the day as a law paralegal and by the evening i ended up at a studio If someone said boss we want to do a, a dubbing please do it someone said hey you know what this is an interesting sports tournament go and organize it so i just thought that was my way to keep myself busy and travel the world and meet people with similar interests little did you know 5 years into it you were a bls llb lawyer with only one piece of clarity in in his head which was that boss i am never pursuing law ever again so that's how my media career began <laughs> Hey, are you like us and trying to make your own podcast but aren't really sure where to get started? Well, when we first began, we didn't really know how to get our podcast out there to the hundreds of different podcast platforms. That's where Anchor comes in. Anchor is your one-stop shop for all things podcasting from start to finish. It allows you to record and edit your podcast and then when you're ready to publish, distributes it to a ton of podcasting platforms including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Once you've posted your episode, Anchor tracks listening across platforms and graphs your performance across countries, age groups and platforms. That's how we know that 4% of our listeners are in Hong Kong. If you're listening from Hong Kong right now, well, thank you. And Anchor is totally free. To get started, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. That's a n c h o r.fm to get started. Now back to the pod. 
I want to know from you, Ayush, like everything that you said, that's super interesting. And like how you mentioned suits and stuff like that. So when series like this come out, it definitely inspires the youth who are just in college. They, they start imagining that maybe this is what I want to take up as a career and I want to follow it. So I remember when, when I was doing my undergrad in sports management, Ballers had come out, which is Dwayne Johnson's show about the NFL and show. about management and stuff like that. So, and, and, and to be very honest, like even your career, which we mentioned at the start of the podcast, I'm very sure for a lot of viewers and listeners will be watching this podcast. It is an inspiration. Here is a guy who studied law, has gone out and has pursued what he's really passionate about. And because you've been in the sports scene for so long, you have um, uh, done the World Cup, ISL, so on and so forth. I want to know from you, where do you think is currently, like, you mentioned the government, the infrastructure. So where do you think is India's infrastructure positioning, government backing in sports as of today? And where do you feel like... I, Let's keep it simple. Three things where you feel like, because you've been to the World Cup, you've seen infrastructure to the next level. Where do you think three things, main three things where you think India is lacking still? Okay. So I'm going to answer the first part and then the three things. Because I don't want to sound like a complete cynic because we've heard so much, Shubham, from all fellow football fans about the problems in India, blah, blah, blah. But I did the ISL when I was offered this, when I quit Bloomberg Quint and when Star approached me. Guys, I was fascinated by by what you know the the isl had turned out to be because there's another bit that i didn't share with you guys which was a few years into my career or just a couple of years into it when the isl was beginning they had approached me at star because they knew this guy is doing stuff in the media had started on my journey you know cutting off my umbilical call from law so to speak and when i started off in the media strangely enough the isl had started off, you know, and you'd had, uh, you had, uh, I think, Matarazzi and Roberto Carlos and, and players like this showing up. And it was great. Like on Indian shores, you have these guys, Anelka as well. All of a sudden, people started saying, yeah, you know, we're watching the game, but the numbers are going down. And then the ISL transformed itself into something special. Um, so the infrastructure was building. It was more of a chicken and egg situation. The infrastructure, like you asked, was building. When I used to go and play NDFA district level games and stuff, which you guys must have played as well. Mazar, uh, you know, plays with some of the same guys. We play with them. Some of them played with me on district level uh, tournaments. And uh, when I used to go for them, it used to look worse than our back garden in school. By the time I went in for the ISL, believe you me, in, it's not like infrastructure is lacking. It's not like appetite for football is lacking. And it's not like backing by governments all those dreams that i had as a in 2011 when i was coming up with this this baby concept it gives you goosebumps because it has happened but that doesn't mean that there are there are their fair share of issues of course there are issues uh, we can talk about them in the course of the conversation and elaborate a little bit but infrastructure is there i'll just give you an example if you ever get a chance once the world opens up again i i implore you guys go down for a jamshedpur game in the jamshedpur stadium it doesn't matter who's playing. It doesn't matter how bad it is. On the crappiest day, there would be more than fifteen to 18,000 people in that stadium. And the stadium can have like 20,000 people or something like that. So that's better than some Premier League games in terms of uh, percentages, right? Because it's a city which is crazy about football. There's so many Bengali people, immigrants out there, so many people working in the Tata group who, who just so many workers and laborers who need something to cheer about. They're so far away from home. You're in the middle of Jharkhand, for God's sake. There's forest land all over and wild elephants running uh, crazy in, in, in a few kilometers from there. So go to Jamshedpur, you'll see them going crazy. Kerala is another story. 
man, I have gone out over there and I felt like if you go in over there with makeup and your hair all done up, these guys are like, I think they're all down a couple of the fans, right? And they're all partying all day. It just feels like you're in the middle of an Espanol Barca game or in the middle of some crazy Liverpool game. It's the same culture, boys. Uh, absolutely wild. And it translates into that stadium. You just enter that stadium and it feels like the new camp. Uh, especially when you see that one that one stand where all their Maniapara fans are. Oh my God, guys. I, I'll share videos with you later. It is mind-boggling. And I, f- I feel ignorant that we've, we've watched so much of Premier League football and so much Champions League football and we've never looked within our own country and this crazy movement's brewing. Um, I just hope that, like we said, the governments continue backing it because there are issues. Like the, Bang- the Bengaluru team has issues with the ground because the state, you know, that's a state government-run ground and then they have some issues there. Uh, there's several issues that come about in running such a crazy kick-ass property in a country like India. And it's a beautiful country, but because of the, you know, the, the, the center and the state sort of relationship, there can be policy issues and there can be execution issues. But now just think about it. If we didn't have the appetite and the, and the infrastructure and the money coming in, whether it's coming in from one in entity or from several sponsors, can you tell me any tournament that has gone, it wrapped up last night, it wrapped up this week, right? The ISL has wrapped up. We've not had any untoward instances, touch wood. And it's been five months, mm-hmm. nonstop. My colleagues, I, cho- I, I was not part of the bubble because I had a lot of projects outside, but all of my colleagues, as well colleagues, were in that bubble away from family for five months. A lot of them were on the IPL. So imagine that camera person who's left his small town. He's gone on the IPL, killed it there in Dubai. From that bubble, come back via Bombay, gone to Goa, done the ISL for five months, partied yesterday. And in the beginning, the bubble procedures are very strict. You can't get out, you can't get food items. You have to just eat, drink, sleep, go to the place, stadium, come back after the recce, wrap up, go to sleep, do it again the next day. It's not easy. Um, And now those guys have a couple of weeks break and then they're going to quarantine for the IPL again because the IPL begins now. So look at the land and I promise you guys, I've worked with the BBC, I've worked with Bloomberg, I've worked with CNBC, I've, I've worked on Hotstar, Netflix specials. The way the ISL, we're just talking about Indian football, like Shubhamas, in a, in a nutshell. The way the ISL is executed as a broadcast property, it's right up there at the top. There are guys, I have directors inside school. I have directors, the guys who essentially sit in a production control room, right? Like, like, like the pilot of, of, of the plane. And they sit out there and they, they shout out orders to everyone. The 20 cameramen working, the floor supervisors, everything. That guy had to leave in between, you know, our season because he had a few Champions League games to do in Europe. He was a, he was a, uh, a guy from Belgium. He was a Belgian guy. Damn talented guy. Very cool guy. Um, so tell me, there's a guy working on Champions League football and then on the ISL. You know that we are aspiring for really cool things. So I really think that there's crazy things to happen with Indian football. And, and now we should soon at some point talk about the talent boys that is coming in. I have, I have literally watched Sergio Castell and, and everyone in Jamshedpur last year train. And yeah, you think they come from the Segunda and someone comes from the, not from the Serie A or they come from a Norwegian league. If we have our best people who play with us in Bombay and Delhi and wherever, and even in, uh, you know, even in the US, some of my friends who play footy, they're all a 3 on 10 compared to the average player on the ISL. So those guys are good. Look, sometimes opportunities don't come your way. Sometimes scouting systems don't work for you. Sometimes your personality... Look at Ricardo Quaresma. 
what was what was Ricardo Quaresma lacking that 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 Ronaldo had? I think in terms of training, Ronaldo himself has said it before that you know Ricardo was a perhaps more talented than me at the time, but it was his attitude, it was the infrastructure. Ronaldo is a workhorse. He still is. He's working 36. So I feel like it's it's your personal journey, man. I think there's a lot of good things to come when it comes to Indian football. And this is just, it's just the beginning right now. And for me, before my co-hosts jump in with a bunch of questions, there's just one follow-up question I want to ask you. Sure. And this question, I think you'd perhaps be the best person to answer it because you have so much work experience in the sports industry. Now what's happening, especially amongst the youth nowadays, and in India also, you will see a lot of sports management courses are coming up. Kids are interested in pursuing it as a degree or a postgraduate degree. But, okay, see, tier one cities, because of the exposure, fair enough, parents encourage. But sometimes in tier two, tier three cities, there is a little fear factor that, hey, ladka, ladki, sports mein kya karega, career hai, nahi hai. you do a CA, MBBS, so on and so forth. And nothing against those, profession, or like those professions. Please go ahead and do it. But if that passion is there for sports, and this question, the reason I think is very important because whoever listens to this podcast, if your child is interested in sports, I really feel that the backing has to be there from the parents to, to go ahead and pursue it. So because you've been in the sports industry for so long, what is the job scene in the industry? Other than like you are a presenter, content creator, anchor, but other than that also, there are a lot of jobs in the sports industry. So do you, because the industry is growing, definitely is growing. There's money also being pumped in the industry. A young graduate coming out of college has done the gra- graduation in sports or wants to pursue a postgrad in sports. What is it for them as a career in sports? Is it worthwhile in India to pursue it and make it as a career? Fair question, Shubham. So there's two answer, two elements to that answer. <clears throat> Excuse me. So if you consider that question, we can talk about people who are on camera and off camera, right? When it comes to, I'm, I'm, I'm restricting it to the broadcast side because on the business side, there's a ton of instances where you can get into celebrity endorsements, sports managers, you know more about it than I do. But uh, in terms of the broadcast side, it's a spectacle and it's a massive team. So we get divided into crews on any tournament in this country and most tournaments around the world. The best of the best who apply for a role or who get selected are then divided into crews. So imagine crew A, crew B, crew C. Imagine there are different designations and crew. There could be a director, a few producers, cameramen, makeup artists, reporters, anchors, Floor managers, social media managers, digital marketing, stuff like that. And each of those crews can operate as separate entities. So now if I am doing Jamshedpur, a game here today in Jamshedpur, and then the next game is in Kochi, do you know what the travel is like? Now Jamshedpur is inherently a little unsafe because you have to fly to Jharkhand, you have to fly to Ranchi. Now Ranchi is in Jharkhand, it's a, it's, it's a proper city, but from there you get into a forest. It's a, it's a, it's a one-way, one-road highway, which... At some point, you know, there's no, there's no markers, nothing. And it's a three and a half hour drive with one dhaba on the way where you'll find more rats and cockroaches than you'll find uh, human beings. It's the truth. It's the truth of it. And your flights land. There are two flights from Bombay. One lands at like eight, nine o'clock. So you're going in pitch darkness. Uh, one lands at five. Again, you're going to go in sunset darkness. And then after Jamshedpur is done, you wrap up the match, you come, you know, there are very, very few hotels, one, maybe one McDonald's, one Subway, a couple of like restaurants, a very small, cute little place, guys. Safe, safe, I agree. But then the travel, even for a dude, is not that safe. Um, and then from Jamshedpur, if, if I start at 5 a.m. the next morning after the match, from Jamshedpur to reach my next match in Kochi, can you imagine how long it takes? It takes three hours to get to Ranchi, then check in a couple of hours, then fly three, two and a half hours. So say two, three hours, 
and then at the end of it, you basically checked into your Kochi hotel. You, you, by the way, you don't get a direct flight from Rachi to Kochi. You go from Rachi to Delhi. Then all of your chill as a crew over there, boys and girls. And then from Delhi, after two, three hours, hopefully you reach, if there's no untoward delays, you reach uh, Kochi. Now, Rachi to Kochi, door to door, was around 12 to 15 hours. Right? It is very demanding. There are times when I have been sent to places because people think that, okay, this dude can manage better because there were riots going on. Uh, there was internal strife in Gohati for so long when we were shooting last year. Uh, so there are issues there as well. In television, like they say, you know, unfortunately, they say, oh, it's a man's world and, uh, you know, stupid things like that are said and they shouldn't be because it should be an equal uh, egalitarian society. But it's quite, it's, it's, it's changing, Shubham. I think there are a lot more girls coming in and doing fantastic jobs uh, at it as well. That's great to know. That's fantastic. So Ayush, I'm going to shift to just your experience, you know, uh, sure. the FIFA World Cup. Mm-hmm. You went there, you, uh, I've watched some of your videos of your experience over there. I've been tracking you, of course, much before all of this as well. Uh, so tell us about that experience because, and when I watched those videos, I was really able to also then reminisce the moments that I had when I was there in Russia. So take us through that journey. That, you know, that's exactly what a creator looks for. Guys, I'll give you some perspective. I quit the world of business journalism and my television show because, you know, it actually started with Indian football. And this is an interesting story I have to share with you. Not a lot of people know about it. I think everyone at Bloomberg knew I was going to quit because they saw this guy wants to do a lot more when it comes to tech and when it comes to sport. Surprisingly enough, Today we're doing two podcasts. I'll be doing the Let's Tech About podcast and the All About Sports podcast. So I'm, I'm pretty much uh, sticking to my plan. Sunil Chetri made a clarion call in 2018 saying, you guys watch Premier Leagues, Premier League games. You guys watch La Liga games. Why can't you watch Indian football? Give me one chance. Give us one chance. Come down to the Andheri uh, Sports Stadium and, and watch us. And my boss and a bunch of bosses realized saying, Ayush is crazy about football. Let's send him. And I said, Okay, I, forgive me for saying that. I said, you know, I'm not going to watch a hero intercontinental cup game. It's going to be boring. It's not like oh, India is playing Cameroon or New Zealand or something. I said, it's going to be boring as hell. But I said, you know, I don't want to be a hypocrite now when I go out into the real world. See, he can go all the way to Russia, but he can't go to Andheri to watch a game. And I went down for that game, boys. And I did like a live, a couple of live shows because that was great, right? That's why I realized you can get paid <laughs> to actually do what you love. And however bad that game could have been, which it didn't turn out to be. It turned out to be a cracker. It was a great game. game. I was there as well. It was a well. great was game. It was a well. great game. Amazing game. And, and even and we, and I used to go to, I, I've been on the cop and you've been with the Merseyside fans and they're like, you'll never walk alone. And oh, it gives me chills. Imagine Sachin playing his final innings for Mumbai Indians. And it's actually a football game with Sunil Shetri. So you get the vibe from Vankhede but you get the taste of international football. It was the best marriage of the two things that I would love as a sports fan. And that's when I decided quietly, I, I, you know, I quietly went and had a beer with one of my friends and I said, I'm quitting, man. I know that there's scope to do so much cool stuff out there. Even if I fail, at least I try. And that was the day I made up. And, and a week later, I put down my papers and, and my bosses asked me, saying, oh, so, you know, what are you going to do? Where are you going to join? That's the first question they ask you, right? I said, you know, actually, I, I'm just going to Russia for a month and I want to just unwind. And they said, are you crazy? Are you angling for leave? I said, no, no, I'm not angling for leave. Um, I genuinely want to go to Russia and zone out. So what are you going to do out there? I said, I'm going to blog. I said, are you serious? 
Sidhi, I'm going to vlog. I said, I'm a football fan. I really think the broadcaster, the official broadcaster doesn't do, and it's my personal opinion, doesn't do a good enough job. If you meet any of my friends, uh, the Champions League and the World Cup, barring the match that's playing, we don't want to watch any of the pre or post-match because most of us over a couple of years can have a better conversation, right? That's the truth. So I said, you know, I, I watched the Liverpool final with a bunch of Liverpool fans. Uh, the Champions League final versus Tottenham. Corner taken quickly, season. And, uh, <laughs> and I believe you, me, boys. I, I think they put on Sky so that Carragher and Neville could do the talking and not the guys we bring on. So that's that's sad that, you know, none of us tune in, but it's the truth. I mean, broadcasters need to wake up. If they can't, then we need to invest a little bit of money and go down there. So when Mazar says that I saw you at the World Cup with those vlogs, it means a lot to me, yeah, because I took a punt telling my boss, saying, I'm out. And everyone watches you, you know, with, with anxious and, and a bated breath then saying, is this guy going to screw up? Because they want you to screw up. And uh, whoever it is, right? And why would he quit? Um, and when everyone's watching you, I went there. Now, strangely, I thought I'm going to vlog. Even if I want to, if I'm a dumbass of a fan and I want to drink beer with Russians and maybe just urinate in the side, and that's in my vlog because I have bad editorial and bad content creation sense, you don't stop me. No one stops me because I don't report to anyone. This is me being reckless. And believe you me, Network 18 approached me and someone other said, look, Ayush, we know you're going to be doing these vlogs. Can you do them first? Can we buy a series? So I said, listen, man, you know what I'm calling them? I'm calling them From Russia with Brav. Okay, that was the name I gave it. And I said, I'm going to call it From Russia with Brav. And, and literally, I don't want no editorial guidance. I, I'm a football fan who believes Mazar, Rishabh, Aniket, and Shubham are my target audience. And even if all of these guys watch me doing what I'm doing on my Facebook friend list, I want them to see the fourth dimension, what an Indian football fan experiences in Russia. That series was a super hit. There was a 10-part series. And it was my entire time in Russia. It went well. That got noticed, I think, by even the guys uh, at Star and stuff. And then the rest is history. So that really helped me out uh, in, in convincing the world that I'm not that boring guy who does uh, you know business and tech shows. I'm also a guy who enjoys football and who actually has been a Liverpool fan since I was uh, 9 or 10 years old. So, and it was amazing. If you're talking about the experience, you know all about Mazar. It must have been the most fascinating thing. So many stereotypes about that country, yeah, Russia. It's, a, it's such an amazing country. I don't know, there was a joke that Putin had made everyone, uh, had put on this sort of a energy field where everyone's being nice here, but if you go to the interiors, you'll just get mugged. I don't know how true that is because I stayed on after the boys left and I stayed with a few locals. I don't know, they were also hired by Putin, but they were really nice to me. So <laughs> I don't know, uh, I don't know how it works. They seem nice, man. They seem like a country that was closed down for so long, but that's the best part, right? Brazilian fans going berserk, Mexican fans, Arab fans coming down there, and Russia beating Spain and knocking the hell out of Spain in that World Cup. That's the match I went for the first one. And you should have seen Russia that day, man. It was like India, they'd only, you know, cleared that round. It wasn't the final or something. And it was like India had won the World Cup at Bankhire. The same scenes with Russians. And at that time, there was no, you speak Arabic, you speak Hindi, you speak Portuguese. No, man. It was, we all speak the same language, which is football. And that's when you realize the power of football, right? When so many people, different walks of life, different colors, they all come down and everyone just wants to have a big party. And even if you've lost, the Spanish fans were chilling with the Russians and partying, saying, hey boss, you spent so much money to come here, we might as well party. Uh, so that was beautiful, man. It was beautiful. I wanted to do a part two to that at the Euro. Unfortunately, COVID happened in the Euro. I, we, I had gotten at least three pairs of tickets for the Euros. And this time it would have been great, right? Because you didn't know what your other destinations were because it was spread out all over Europe. 
now the word is that those tickets will all be converted to tickets in london because england has uh, england has come out i think boris johnson has said that just have it in england anyways it doesn't seem as exciting now as it would have been in rome and then you know anywhere else so yeah i'm not going to complain though i'm not going to complain i'll be there i'll be there so i'm not going to complain oh awesome awesome then then we'll all come and join you and we'll do a live podcast over there anyhow if we create content boys let's get let's get this going <laughs> sounds like a plan i think we're also looking uh, for network 18 if you're listening <laughs> <laughs> no no we don't need network 18 we have ayush we have ayush we're good <laughs> guys i'm not the guy you should put all your eggs in my basket i'm the guy who suggested saying i might be peeing in the corner and i think i did in one of my vlogs so yeah we uh, I, i don't know i don't think i've seen this one so i'm going to go and watch i i i, I promise <laughs> to leave it out of my show reel but unfortunately <laughs> digital is a dangerous place because everything comes back and haunts you right so when i went for the world cup uh so we were getting back from samara to moscow now for whoever has been to samara will understand that was literally just a stadium they created there it's a nothing sort of place it's a rocket city they literally just uh, yeah so it's there's nothing over there it's remote it's really far there's only one train which runs from samara to moscow we had to get that train in that train where with england fans it's so hot in the train and mind you i kid you not their trains are terrible uh in fact yeah 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 their trains are terrible at least that one was miserable and the funny part is so these brits were all saying this is like uh this is actually like mumbai to moscow uh and then i i obviously uh completely disagreed and then i explained to them that at least we are fans and uh, actually our uh, long distance trains are great because we have ac and uh, yeah. genuinely uh, the trains uh, back in bombay were much better I, can But i ask you something of, there was uh, no there was no mazar uh, this wasn't the world cup train because i did one blog saying traveling on a free world cup train which was like better than rajdhani Ah. This was not the World Cup train. So the World I, I Cup went one way. Very well set up. Yeah, damn, yeah. damn fancy, great pantry car, air conditioning, people segregated, and then while coming back, I spent around sixty euros or something on a on a Sapsan bullet train, which was like, I hope one day we have a bullet train in Bombay or India. Yeah, so. No, no, this was the local train, so it was the classic uh, old trains. You could compare them to our Harbour Line old trains. Okay. I think that's the okay. best comparison. But the funny part was we were all watching uh, the. Russia game then on the phone because we were getting back to Moscow together, and it was hot. So all of them are just chilling in their underwears. I kid you not. Imagine thirty plus year olds around seventeen Brits just cheering when uh, basically when Croatia went down in one of the. Yeah. I think it was Croatia. Yeah, I think it was Russia Croatia. If I'm not wrong. Um, So I remember when uh, that happened they all went and they were hugging each other imagine full grown men running around just in their underwears and and I'm just standing there like what is going on but fine join the you party joined in, man, you should have joined in man you should have joined in I I did join in but I'm okay with the heat right so I didn't have to remove my t-shirt and my uh shorts <laughs> you can trust you can trust the brits to do something like that no wherever they go they do something funny that way Now, uh, one thing I'd like to mention to Ayush is done the you know Indian dream, gotten himself educated. He's uh, been on a screen, so I mean you just hit like two of you know, peak Indian goals. You either do that or you get like famous, famous, right? Uh, famous is be on a screen, people watch you. So 
I wanted to know if there is um, a formalized way of getting on a screen. Like, broad, you split uh, when you answer Shubham's question, you said there are two sides to it. It's either broadcast or business when yeah. it comes down to sports. So, is there a formalized way of getting into sports broadcasting or is it um, slightly like informally? You have to collect the experience by doing things on the side, things which are slightly similar in nature, and then you hope to get a gig. Or is that a formalized way to do it? Ronnie, if I answered that in black and white, then I'd be lying. Because I ended up here by, by chance, by honestly by faith. Yeah, obviously, you, you try to make efforts in that direction. But then if it wasn't really meant to be, it wouldn't have happened. If I, you put me in the middle of the ocean, I keep flapping and you keep you know flipping and flapping. You might end up in Maldives. I might end up on a maroon island. Who knows? right? Sometimes the waves flow in some direction. But... To answer that, I, I don't think you need relevant experience, unfortunately. And I said this recently on a clubhouse session that uh, someone had me on to mentor a bunch of uh, cohorts and fellows. Honestly, no, there's no stead, set way to do it. Because if I said that, then how would I justify so many models and YouTubers suddenly becoming anchors? And also literally... Uh, you know, reality show hosts have become sports anchors and then gone on to become Bollywood celebrities. So it's a good thing. It's a bad thing. The good thing is that it's a democratized process. So maybe it's open to a lot more people. The bad thing is that we don't always get the best content out of that because if you're a true blue sports fan, you need to respect, and I'm now speaking as a sports fan, you need to respect what our uh, content consumption patterns are like and what our preferences are like. Now, if I'm... Sh switching off my local content where people are being paid a bomb for it and you're not doing a good enough job and I am hoping to somehow key in Sky Sports's Gary Neville, Jamie Carragher version of it, then that goes to show that the sports broadcast industry over here really needs to up its game. Uh, and that's the truth of it. But uh, no, that maybe that also stems from your question because if, you're, if every second model or an actor can be great, they could be great. They could look great as well. But when you put a earpiece on, should they be putting on a great performance? Or will Shubham and Aniket and Mazar and Rishabh watch them or hear them? Not because of what they're looking like or how they're dressed, but because when they really ask the right questions of Jose Mourinho when they get a chance, or when they wind up Klopp in a post-match interview, or I'm giving you instances, or when they can go down to Steven Gerrard when he's lifted the Champions League trophy uh, in a, a moment like that, and then go and ask him, saying, are you leaving for Chelsea tomorrow? And he says, how can I leave after a night like this? So for me to elicit those responses, you need to have the right questions. You need to have the right line of thought. And it's great if you wear your heart on your sleeve as a sports fan. That's what I believe. I am not a guru, but I really believe that, yeah, you know, cricket has got its fair share of really top broadcasters. But uh, football in India is still picking up. I'm sure it's getting there. And the other sports should also... I, I really hope that our, the entire sports broadcast industry on this side of the world, I'm not missing it, it's, it's a big, amazing place. I wish we'd move away from performers to, to genuine sports broadcasters. Maybe take two steps back to when my dad's time was there, and then all of us would respect that uh, IP a little bit more. Uh, so no, I mean, I don't know if that answers your question, but I just feel like I, I answered it as a fan. You did answer it in the sense that... Uh okay let's be honest we already knew the answer but from to get that from someone who's been doing it 
yeah for a while now i mean if you think about it uh, most most broadcast doesn't have like a direct line in right um, and sports even more so because uh, sports and you know parents are not really <laughs> okay you want to do broadcast sports. and you want to broadcast sports mm-hmm. <laughs> okay please please do your law degree please you yeah. you at least earn you at least earn enough to run your home and yeah. sports broadcast just regular broadcast also very difficult to break in right there are it so is. many it there is. are just like you have limited number of channels limited number of sports to cover limited it number is. of events So it is so I, you know and, and you're right anikin that answers your question also because if you look at my you know you guys were introducing me so nicely in the beginning very generously but then you have to keep adapting and reinventing because that's a personal problem that i have but it sort of solves this problem if my parents were to ask me the question that you that you just raised saying are you really going to go into that niche and do it look of course if you want to dedicate your whole time to it great for me if i gave up television at some point um and you know and you don't know where where i'll be 5 years from now you know maybe i'll be behind the camera cuz i really want to strategize something <clears throat> but if i gave up television and i said okay i did so much in tech i came on netflix i did so much when it came to business and i did so much when it came to feature shows fun stuff right uh, drove around bombay with mika hakanin cooked with michelin star chefs and these experiences now when you guys make me recollect it yeah it sounds amazing to you when i watch my old shows that yeah not everyone had the opportunity in india at that point and so i should be grateful for that opportunity that said if i would have not relished and tasted the sports broadcast industry as a sports fan boyhood sports fan then i would have really regretted it so i'm glad i did there's no what if moment but you're right i don't know if it's feasible and i don't know if you don't have other revenue streams coming in uh, you know for example if you want to pursue your dreams right now i keep saying this then become a content creator don't this uh, tiktok or instagram reels because people are making a living off it now you know some of us are trained in broadcast and you feel a little uh, sense of trepidation doing something shameless out there but then hats off to the people who can do it it takes a lot of courage to set up a podcast uh, so many people go on talking about it but they don't do it right and yeah you could have one listener you could have 100 listeners but one day when it skyrockets and you have a few million listeners who only like you guys then you'll be like i'm glad we all rallied the troops and we huddled and said boss look here we had an end goal saying this is how we want to scale it up if it didn't scale up to what we wanted we still got together as close friends and did some magic either way so it works out either way man i feel like that's what that was my point with sports but the, your there's a there's a corollary or a follow up to that then i want to add to that saying i don't think television or broadcast by itself will exist the same way that we've seen it going up in the next 5 or 10 years it could be 5 years it could be 10 years this will work when you see an app like clubhouse coming in and people going crazy is because the main thing that comes in with social media is is the engagement is that live engagement it's this podcast bringing your fans in it's it's that tv show where live comments are coming in so that engagement matters a lot that's what advertisers also look at at the end of the day and in a linear form god knows how many people are tuning into republic tv yeah you can all see your number one channel number one channel it, it's a, it's a faulty system uh in digital no we know exactly on hotstar how many people are tuning in we know exactly how many listens happen on social blade and stuff like that uh, for youtubers and stuff as well so yes uh, it's broadcast has its ups and downs over the last few years but the, the going forward digital will change everything and you know no matter how much the big companies make fun of these small things like 
oh, Spotify podcasts and Clubhouse is this very niche thing or LinkedIn networking. When these things get adopted by us as millennials, because all of us have similar thought processes. Now, you might like black, you might like blue, you might like red, you might like white. Okay, but we all like football teams in the Premier League. Now, we can compete, but there are, there are four or five and sometimes now six or seven top teams in the Premier League. And in India, we support three or four of them, let's be honest. So we can fight amongst that, but there's so much that we look up to. I mean, as an Arsenal fan, uh, for you guys, I look up to the fact that y'all have had way more patience. Liverpool, after having the best run in their lives, are now talking about Klopp out, you know, with five months of a bad run. And you're still in the Champions League. Miracles can happen. Anything can happen. Maybe Liverpool finishes top four. Who knows everyone messes up about them? They could. It's still, it's a very small margin. The problem is our run-off form is so bad that now we are like hoping for divine intervention. My point being that I still look up to Arsenal fans for the fact that they've managed to be patient for that while. There was a time when, and frankly speaking, the only other team in the Premier League who I looked up to were the Invincibles. Uh, and for me as a football fan, if I forgot that I was a Liverpool fan, I didn't give a damn about Michael Ogun or Steven Gerrard in that season. I knew Pires, Lundberg, Vieira, Henri, Bergkamp were the ultimate that I've ever seen. I'm not, even a Barcelona or a Liverpool team at their best or a United team at their best were, were not perhaps consistently over the years. They could have been better. That one season of Invincibles, there's been no one in my living memory that's been better than them. So I feel like things will keep changing in the sporting world, but... As digital is in our veins, the broadcasters will have to take cues from us eventually. That's the that's the that's the advantage that we have on digital, and that's the way forward. Ayush, I think that uh, saying Arsenal fans have patience might be the best backhanded compliment I've ever received in the history of being an Arsenal fan. <laughs> I love the fact how you highlighted about the changing um, sports broadcasting space where it's not just broadcasting and few years down the line, digital is, I'm pretty sure it's even right now, but few few years down the line is going to grow bigger and how digital is going to become the next big thing. So yeah, I think that was a brilliant point you brought up. Ayush, thank you so much. It is such a, such a pleasure to have you on. Such an honor it is to have you on. Come on. Um, uh, yeah, I said, that's too much. I think I went too, too far. Much. I'm not that old also. I'm <laughs> gotcha, old gotcha. Old. <laughs> uh, but thanks. One fan. second. You, sorry, you sorry. I'm a Liverpool fan. True, 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 true. true. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I just wanted to mention one thing though about that. Ayush, why, I mean, you can cope with Kabak. You can partner Van Dyke soon, yeah? Once Van Dyke's back, I'm sure you can do that. Uh, uh, okay, I'm not as good as Alison, but yeah, uh, definitely you can join Van Dyke at centre back. I mean, given the fact that we had Lovren and 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 what no, and Fabinho filling in over there and ruining our midfield, that's been the biggest problem. How to end this, by the way, and to really pinpoint it, it's been Jordan Henderson and Fabinho playing centre back, and then if any of them is injured, your team is finished, basically. So yeah, I'm not going to make an excuse about injuries because a squad shouldn't be. I mean, Kabak should have adapted. But right now, at this point, the crisis at Liverpool is not that they don't have talent. They're perhaps the most ta- one of the more talented teams in world football still. Nothing's changed, even with a Van Dijk injury. And frankly speaking, we got badgered uh, in that in the beginning of the season with Van Dijk on the field, much before his injury, right? The the infamous uh, badgering at the beginning of the Villa season. Game. I don't want to talk. Sorry? The Villa game? I don't want to talk about it right now. But, uh, but, but that said, guys... There's no leadership out there. What Van Dyke still did to some extent was rally the troops. You know, some sort of leadership. Jordan Henderson has been criticized for not being as 
the best heir to Steven Gerrard. Of course, he isn't. He's nowhere close to him in terms of skill. But he has managed to pick up the captaincy and the armband from him. James Milner is not not fit enough to play 90 minutes. And that's the problem Liverpool's facing, leadership. So that's something you can't fix in a transfer window. And that's something where you really need to have that personality in the dressing room and then on the field. Because there's only so much clock can do from the sidelines. And I feel like if that's fixed, let's just hope yeah, that, 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 that something happens in the Champions League where something miraculous happens. And then we can do a no. part two of this podcast. Where I have another t-shirt no. saying champions. Champions of Europe yet again. <laughs> If if Liverpool wins the Champions League again, Ayush, I'm sorry, but there's no Liverpool guest coming back. I'm going to rename my Let's Tech About It podcast. I'm going to call it uh, YNWA. That's going to be my new podcast. If Liverpool wins the Champions League, I'm renaming it. <laughs> I, I, I was going to say, I, I do hope you all, all your injured players come back, uh, but I hope you all don't figure out the leadership issue. I still hope that those issues continue to exist. Uh, but with that, Ayush, thank you so much. Really wonderful conversation. Always great to talk with someone who's like done as much as you have in the sports and more broadly the media space. Um, for all those listening, do leave your comments, like, let us know um, your thoughts on, you know, on sports, on maybe even more broadly the digital space, what you're thinking. Uh, and with that, thanks so much, everyone. Uh, have a great weekend or rest of your week. And uh, with that, stay tuned for the next episode. Thanks so much. <laughs>